Hi, Jack. How are you doing? I'm really well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Great. Thank- thanks for, for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. Saw your series on Heart of Football and then we started chatting. Really glad to be speaking to you about it. But before we get into that, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I live in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I, I've got quite a, a normal job, just um, e-commerce, customer service, all that boring stuff. Um, so yeah, I just really love doing some football writing on the side to, to keep things a little bit interesting. Um, I started my own blog years and years ago, 2015, I think, just okay. summer holiday university and I was just kind of bored to be honest and yeah i've just i've jumped from from website to website just writing for different people um and i'm currently with both the football pink and heart of football and yeah that's that's been a really fun opportunity i was really excited to see your series on heart of football uh if you could just tell us a little bit about that yeah so the premise of the series is that i've interviewed one fan from every country that went to the World Cup in 2018. Yeah, so 32 fans, um, one from each country. And yeah, I just figured everybody knows about the games, the stories, France won the World Cup. There was that awesome Argentina-France game. There was that 5-0 Saudi Arabia-Russia, the Spain 3-Portugal 3. People know all these famous games. They've seen the images. You can watch every goal, pretty much every game on YouTube now. And that's great. That's perfect. But what makes a World Cup special to me is the fans. I mean, it's incredible seeing people from all around the globe coming for this just month-long party of football and everything. It's incredible. And I thought, you've got people that are literally selling houses to buy tickets to fly to Russia or Brazil, South Africa. Um, People have such cool stories to tell. And I thought, it's just a nice way of collating it and getting a picture of everyone that went to the World Cup. And um, yeah, it was just been a real pleasure to to find out about some of these stories. It's a brilliant idea, man. I really love the idea. And as I was going through it over the past few days, you know, it's filled with these heartwarming stories of uh, family, uh, friendship, and something that I like to talk about also on this podcast, which is about how football can bring people together, man. Um, in the strangest of ways. Absolutely. It it wasn't the reason that I started it as such, but I think what's become clear is the news has just been depressing for a year now. Yeah. I mean, the news is the news. There's always some tragedy going on, but when was the last time you listened to the news and you were uplifted yeah. between COVID and political struggles and this and that and everything? It's just been a horrible year. So the fact that I've got these articles coming out that firstly, it's based on a couple of years ago, it's based in the World Cup. So from that instant standpoint, it's just happier memories. I mean, I don't know about you, if I think of any World Cup, it just kind of gives you a bit of a, a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Yeah. And when you've got these people telling you these amazing memories and these things that I've had to push a couple of people because when I ask them about their memories, they say, Russia's great, the architecture's cool, the people are nice, and that's awesome to hear. Yeah. But I really like to dig in and go, everybody said that what was your experience and what what was unique to you and as soon as you start asking that and you probe a little bit deeper i mean it's not even anything yes some people have very cool stories about meeting footballers or about uh, maybe this once in a lifetime thing that happened but there's one guy um 
in a later episode that's not released yet, who it was just having a couple of beers with his dad. And it was their dream to go to the World Cup. And they did it. And they were just, they're in the outskirts of Moscow in these tiny little, little dive bars, just chatting away, having a couple of beers, discussing the day's football. Again, that's nothing, that's nothing too crazy, but it's just a really nice memory. And you can tell it means a lot to him. I'm aware that's not the most exciting story to maybe sell the series on, but it's just all about special to you and that's why it was just it was fun researching it and honestly it's fun just seeing the reaction people seem to really be glad like the people that i've asked the participants they seem genuinely quite happy to see that someone cares about their stories that's a wonderful story man um two that i really really liked was one was about uh, daniel from europe the uruguayan yeah one of my favorite stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that story. And even uh, Ahmed from uh, Saudi. He, he came for, for one game one day, yeah. I love that, man. I love that story. And even um, the lady from Egypt, Aya. Aya, yeah. She had such a wonderful time. And, and because she was apprehensive about going to Russia. And that's the other thing. You know, there was a lot of that. The, around that time, I remember that people were apprehensive about, but uh, what you've put together, that really wasn't the case. Well, that's, it's funny you've given those three examples. The Uruguayan came for a couple of weeks from the other side of the world. The Saudi Arabian, he was I think, 24, 36 hours and he was mm-hmm. there and gone. In a match, took in a meal and left. And um, both obviously paying what I assume would be vast sums for flights alone. Right, right. And then you've got Maya who... She's come across, um, she's gone to work, she's gone to volunteer at the World Cup. Mm. And it's amazing the different ways that people people will go. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to to speak to him myself, but there was someone from Peru that literally sold a house wow. to get the phone because Peru, oh, I, I can't even remember. It was either the 70s or the 80s, I think, the last time they were at a World Cup. And he went, well, I was 10 then, I'm 40 now. I don't want to wait and chance it and be... 80 going to my next world cup if i can get here so you've got that you've got people that can go and stay in five-star hotels and fly first class it's just the different scope and it's great because to me the world cup it just unites people it doesn't matter if you're there for the month for a day if you're paying lots if you're you're in a shoestring budget if you can get there and you have a good time that's what the world cup's all about and i i i was surprised by the number of people who came in for just one game yeah, I mean, I know they're not cheap, and especially a place like Russia, it's it's vast. But I guess a lot of that is if they're coming to support their country, yeah. like like you and me, who it's hard to imagine India and Scotland reaching the World Cup anytime soon. I'm sure if we were to go, we could almost have more fun basing ourselves in a city. Like, yeah, say it's Russia again. Yeah. If you're in St. Petersburg, instead of going, I'm going to follow Brazil here, here, and here. You just go right. I've got a week. I can afford to see this matches. Let's take it in. That's actually, for all I sometimes complain about Scotland not getting to the World Cup, in a way, I think it's a bit of a blessing as to why I love it so much. Because I was I stumbled onto liking football in about April 2006. So I got a Champions League final. I got the World Cup, and that was my introduction to football, basically. So instead of getting disappointed because Scotland lost three games and they're out the World Cup or whatever. It was just the chance to see these incredible teams, these amazing players. And obviously there are teams I wanted to win. There are players I wanted to see do well, but I didn't have 
and allegiance and it just gave me a real appreciation for the tournament and that's something that especially because scotland still haven't qualified for one yeah i've just kept that passion of yeah i want certain teams to do well but if a team plays good football i'm going to want to watch them win and that's i think that's also why i enjoy this fan aspect so much because growing up not having your own fans there you get to see the enjoyment of i mean my first world cup ivory coast ghana togo and angola all made their debuts austria there for the first time since again i think the 70s it was just it was getting to see these fans live a dream live a once in a lifetime opportunity and yeah well take togo that was their first world cup they have not progressed particularly as a football nation so they might never make one again so yeah it's just great to to enjoy that experience while you can you've got a nice mix of people you've got men and women and all sorts of age groups so how did you go about finding these guys so it started off as a very time consuming process i tried i tried filtering on twitter just searching for keywords looking at pictures videos but that just felt like such a dead end cuz it's a very hard system to try and get through so ultimately i used instagram okay and because FIFA, with the world cups they like do a nice little hashtag of yeah argentina against england it's hashtag #argeng or whatever um you just type that in scroll back to the 2018 results and i would just go through and ideally it was people that it was pictures of them at the game or in and around the stadium and so that's how i started doing it obviously there are a lot of different languages there was a lot of people that i would message and you'd get nothing back because i mean why would you it's some complete stranger messaging you out the blue about a photo you took in 2018 when i think about it like that that's quite weird but you know let's try um but yeah it was it was a very long process i i think i started the project in june 2020 and it just it got to a point i didn't get a final answer on a couple of things until january of 21 obviously there was a period in that where i'd almost tried to cool off a bit so i could get the motivation to to start going again but yeah on and off that was about 7 or 8 months of just plowing away at it yeah that's a that's a lot of work man yeah um so i well i was lucky and unlucky because of the pandemic unfortunately my job that I had a couple of years ago fell through um in march this year but silver lining was i had a lot of time on my hands um so yeah i just the idea to literally just pop into my head one day um i was i was trying to think of a an idea for an article or something and i think i must have just seen a a world cup highlight on my phone and thought yeah let's let's take this and let's run with it and i didn't I'm not going to like there was a lot of points where I thought why am I doing this this is so much effort for something that nobody's going to read no one's going to see but I'm so glad that I stuck with it because genuinely it is the most rewarding thing seeing this go up every week and seeing people reacting to it seeing the views from around the world it's such a thrill when you get views from completely not even related countries like today alone there's been views from Israel Moldova Ghana lovely there's no real reason but it's just great fun seeing it come out lovely really but i'm glad you stuck yeah. with it man i'm glad you stuck with it because and and it really shows the kind of effort that you've taken and and to put this together and um you know i'm really glad i i came across it yeah thank you and that's i'm so glad that you did come across it 
because Heart of Football has so many incredible stories there. Um, not just my World Cup series. I mean, we've got a team of guys that have covered Canadian football. There's a great football manager series on there. Um, there's a, a really good article on on Indian football, actually. That's that's another one. Yeah. Project Project 34, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's book reviews. It's such a great site. And unfortunately, the football freelance marketplace is just so saturated. It's really difficult to get views. So yeah, my hope is that this brings about some readers from around the world. I'm really hoping this series snowballs a little bit. We've got a great momentum where, yeah, we've had groups A through D published. We've got four more to go. Um, so I'm just really hoping that we can get some shares, we can get some views, not just for my articles, but I really hope this just brings some eyeballs to to the whole site in general and we can get this great team some, some opportunities going forward. I really love the, the name, Heart of Football. And there's a series on there um, which is about uh, championship manager and 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 football manager. Uh, another thing that I, I find so interesting: so many people, half of the people have, that I've interviewed have discovered the club in career mode. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean sometimes, I mean yeah, most people have exposure to the league of the country they live in, and then they have a good knowledge, I guess, of English, Spanish. French, German football, maybe people might have ideas of football in the world. I could name you teams from a bunch of countries without really being able to tell you much about them. But football manager just they can give you an affinity with a club. Um I mean I know I know myself there's clubs duster in the world that I still look out for results now and then based purely on football manager from two thousand and something. It's crazy. Um but yeah, it's it's a great series and I, Richards, he's put so much work into it. Um and it's it's nice. That's one of those that's one of those series that people just seem to keep on going back to. Even when the new game is out, his I think it's part three of his Football Manager 2020 series just gets view after view, day in, day out. It's it's really commendable. It's a great series. There's two stories that I've really enjoyed um above all else. You mentioned one before. It was uh, Daniels, the representative from Uruguay, and he just I think I can't remember how old he is. I think he's in his his forties, maybe. He came across with some friends, and he said it was just incredible. It's this really, really poetic thing he wrote about basically walking through the streets of Moscow through the fan fests, and you have people in Spain shirts, Germany, Brazil, all these colors, and they were the only the only Uruguayan shirts that that he could see. And it was just one of those weird ones where he talks about how it was like a drop in the ocean and. People seem to really want to speak to them because they were Uruguayan and it was someone new to speak to in a different country. And it was just really, really quite beautiful. Um, I I think especially being so early on in the series as well, that's fantastic. And I'm just so glad that I could hear that story. And especially being Group A, that made it so worthwhile because I thought this is exactly the kind of story that I want to be telling people because... Again, it's nothing particularly special. If you think about it in the most basic term, it's a guy walked down the street in a football shirt and people talk to him. Like in a different context, that seems like the most boring story. And yet when you think about what he's saying and how he's saying it, it's just incredible. And you can tell how much it meant to him. And he's got some really great pictures on there. Um, what else do we have? Iceland, our our resident Viking for Iceland. He is he's been a real ambassador for the series. Uh, you can see him on our cover art for for group dn for the, the introduction he went three times to the world cup he just i think he 
he went for a group game. I think he came back again. And then he won a competition to go and see a semi-final match. And yeah, he was just, he was living the dream. That's what everybody wants to do. And yeah, in terms of overall theme, I, it's probably been said to death, but everybody seemed to have the same little talk about how they're apprehensive coming to Russia. They'd heard about the bad side. Um, and I think the positive thing is everybody had a glowing review of Russia. Everybody came away and said, we're not trying to say it doesn't exist, but we're saying we didn't experience it. We don't know anyone that experienced it. We had a great time. It was just really nice to know that the stereotype had been put to bed a little bit. You're at the halfway point. So the series comes out every Wednesday, right? Yeah, every Wednesday, round about 8.30 uh, GMT, because, um, yeah, based in, based in the UK. So it comes out then. Um, obviously it's groups E through H and we've got some, there's some really good stories. There's some incredible people out there. Um, yeah, it's on Heart Football every Wednesday. I am sharing it probably to death on my own Twitter page. And yeah, just if you've got any interest, check it out. Um, they're all great, but if you're looking for one to test the water on, I would very much try group D as the starting point. That's just four really cool stories with some excellent people brilliant brilliant thanks jack for coming yeah. on farway fan thank you so much for having me it's been it's been great to talk about my series and to big up the team at heart of football um and yeah it's i'm really really starting to enjoy the the podcast i've, I've listened to a couple of them now and uh, you're doing some top work here yourself thanks thanks man really appreciate that like i said i'm really looking forward to the rest of the series and hopefully we can do this again yeah perfect cool thanks so much cool man you take care cool have a nice one bye